and salutations. Welcome to the Incremental Revival Podcast, where our goal is to help you, our church member, better understand the what and the why behind everything we do here as a church. My name is Michael Shera. I'm here with Pastor Eric Durso. Hello, Michael Shera. Hello, Eric Durso. Is this how we're going to do this? Uh, no. Full names? Nope. Okay. Nope. We are talking today about something you mentioned, a piece, a point of your sermon yesterday, February 11th, 2024. Yeah. You're going through Ephesians 5. Mm-hmm. And at the end of Ephesians 5, 16, is it in 16? You're right. Yeah. I, I paused because I was like, wait, it could of, be. Yeah. It was that, beginning that's, of 5, 16. That's what I was trying to visualize yeah. in my head without looking down at my Bible. Talks about redeeming the time. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. We, yeah, the, the text we had yesterday was 15 and 16 of Ephesians 5. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Mm-hmm. And we divided, like we first looked at the imperative, look, look carefully, look carefully yep. at your life, at your walk. Are you examining the direction, the trajectory? Then we looked at the idea of, of wisdom, not as unwise, but as wise. How do you, how do you evaluate your walk? It's against the standard of God's wisdom. But then there's a specific thing that he says next to that is making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Mm-hmm. And the word we, we discussed is a financial word, redeem or buy back, buy back the time to use it for profit, for that which is profitable. Yeah. So probably most of the comments I received after the sermon were related to that point. And many people were like, man, that was so convicting. And I just thought, yeah, it is convicting. I I sat in it all week. It's convicting to me. It's convicting, I think, in our society in general. We're not very good at time management. Mm. And there's so many distractions and so many opportunities to waste time, time wasters. Uh, maybe more in our day than than other generations. Um, easily accessible, mind-numbing uh, amusements that we are particularly susceptible to time-wasting. So I think it hit everybody a lot, that particular point. So let's talk about that. It's a really good point to think about. Um, I think, like you're saying, if you just summarize what you just said, it's critical for us to think about considering the inundation of distractions. Yeah. That when weighed on a scale of profitable versus unprofitable might lean more towards unprofitable. Yeah. And it's interesting even to think of culturally in our society, we're not agrarian. Not everyone's going out to the farm you know, we're not planting crops and working outside. It's not man, not as many people these days are manual labor. So most of us sit in front of a screen. We have a lot. Oh yes. You know, for work, for work, yes. we, we sit in front of a screen for work. Like that's mm-hmm. our job, which means <laughs> that screen that we need to do our job is also a screen that can be used for like the in other words, the distractions are yeah. right there in the same place we work. Mm-hmm. So, again, another reason we need to be diligent. Yeah. 
to really think through how do we buy back and redeem and use the time profitably. And even if not, you have much leisure time at your advantage, to your advantage, um, that perhaps societies in the past wouldn't have had in the same way with all this technology. Yeah. So, so we, we want to think about this, this concept. Yep. How, how do we use our time well as Christians? How do we buy it back for profitable purposes that honor the Lord? And we're going to talk about some ways not to think about this. Well, I think we both had some conversations with people after church that uh, that, that question was kind of asked. Like, mm-hmm. but I got all these other things that are good in my life. How do I apply this? Like you were mentioning a, a young man who's very busy at school and trying to think through how he redeems the time. Mm-hmm. You know, is it is it bad that he's in school like many hours a day and doesn't right. have and then in my conversation i was talking to my wife and she was talking with some other ladies and making a meal came up like mm-hmm. cooking for your family and ashley made the comment to me afterwards when we were at home it's like it's really important for for people to realize and she's speaking thinking of uh wives in particular mm-hmm. like some of the home stuff is redeeming the time like it, yeah. it is good to use your time to make a meal to clean up the house do the dishes. Mm-hmm. So, so that got me thinking there, there's probably some ideas around redeeming the time that could be unhelpful it's great. and not what we are trying to promote or, or what Paul is trying to promote. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's talk about some of these wrong ways yeah. to redeem the time. And the reason we're mentioning these kind of in the negative rather than just the positive is this is an area that requires wisdom in your life. It's not a cookie cutter, what I do fits you, or here's the three things you must do, right? In order to redeem the, I mean, circumstances vary. Life stages even vary. Well, so you're hinting at one of the things we have on here is, right. is thinking that the way you use your time is mandated for everyone else, or you expect everyone to make the same decisions as you have related mm-hmm. to time management. So like, let's, let's talk about social media. Mm-hmm. I made a comment in the sermon that this was one of the, um, I think, how did I put it? Like the top 10 time wasters is scrolling social media. Now I didn't say thou, therefore thou shalt delete thy <laughs> social media accounts. Sure. Could be helpful for some. Could be helpful. Could be an application of it. But but it takes wisdom. It, it takes wisdom. And if I have decided that, I cannot look at everybody who has not decided that and call them irresponsible or diso- worse, disobedient mm-hmm. to this text or foolish. So everyone has to really wrestle with who they are and their own capacities and how God has made them and what they're able to do and if the bible is not clear is or in specific you can't make your decision into a law i know yeah. lots of godly men lots of godly people pastors elders who use instagram mm-hmm. and they and they use twitter yeah and you've probably profited from them yeah. on those platforms in the in the past or now yeah so it is possible and um, 
So yeah, we have to never, there's many areas where we do end up making decisions um, that we can't automatically judge people who do it differently. Yep. So, so the share of families watching a movie Friday night, does that mean they're not redeeming the time? <laughs> <laughs> like if we jump to these conclusions or so-and-so chose to watch a show, mm-hmm. is he not redeeming the time? No, brother and sister in, in the Lord, brothers and sisters might be open to ask that conversation. Hey, mm-hmm. how, how is that redeeming the time? Yeah. But not to cast judgment, but to, but to help us think through these things. Absolutely. And that leads to another way, another important way to consider this or, or really not consider it is you don't want to approach this topic without grace. Yeah. I think this is um, maybe more personal for me. I think when I first got really serious about the Lord, I had read John Piper's book, Don't Waste Your Life. And I was like, I'm not going to waste a second. And obviously there's a good heart there, I think. But there was also an inability to, to rest. Like there was an inability to, I think, rest in the Lord. Mm. But what it also ended up doing is I was scrutinizing myself so you know, introspectively evaluating and I would, what I would ask myself is, did I use that time the best it could possibly have been used? Like, was that the best? Mm-hmm. And I would never feel like I had. So it was this There's constant, always going to be something a little bit better. Yeah. Like, or I just wouldn't know if I had. Uh-huh. So there's this constant kind of low level nagging guilt Yeah, that just kind of would, like, I'm never doing what I'm supposed yeah. to be doing. Yeah. And uh, I think that ends up being anti-gospel mm-hmm. because all of this that we're doing is meant to be in the context of our union with Christ, our re- abiding in him, our resting in him. And so our, our fruitfulness is not like a machine that is racing at 100 miles an hour, pumping out right. widgets. Busyness does not equal fruitfulness then. Yeah, but, but the fruitfulness, like more like a tree that is planted by the, the water, like Psalm 1 talks about. So it's got to be rooted in the grace of God. So I'm not always worried. Did I do it right? Did, was it perfect? I can go, you know, Lord, I, I'm doing my best. And if at the end of the day, this wasn't the best decision, I trust that you are gracious with me and that I'm your son, that, that Christ's blood has atoned for all my sin. I'm reconciled to you so i don't mm-hmm. have to live in this constant fearful introspection that i'm not doing doing it right that's great because it's you need to be gracious with yourself in this to some extent is what you're saying you, you need to understand it from that perspective where okay maybe i'm redeeming the time instead of i mean let's just go back to young eric durso eric durso says i'm not going to play smash bros i'm going to read a book but then because you're you're asking that question, did I do it the best possible? You're saying, well, I only read 20 pages. I should have read 25 pages in an hour. Yeah. Or, or so, and it's it's never ending. Yeah. There's always something a little bit more you could do. And so it's like, well, I read the book, but I I didn't like I read the book on evangelism, but I didn't go evangelize. Mm-hmm. Like I went evangelizing and only talked to one person. I could have talked to three. And so the idea, maybe some, is not 
a question of output, but a question of, am I being faithful to what the Lord has called me to with my time? Yeah. And I think that would be, so in, in that, then it's helpful to think of redeeming the time in terms of the responsibilities that God has given you. So you have responsibilities on your lap. Um, you know, if you have a job that comes with a certain amount of responsibilities that you have, if you have a spouse, you know, your marriage is, has responsibilities and obligations that come with it. If you're a parent, you have obligations and responsibilities. God has put us in a world where we are surrounded by responsibilities and those things are given to us by God and his word. And then there are other things that are good things, the helpful things, but they're outside the realm of our, our immediate responsibility. So like I have an obligation to my wife in a stronger and more significant way than I have an obligation to that guy down the street that I'm not sure what his name is, but I want to love him and share the gospel with him at some point. Like the weight of responsibility is different for those. So there's, that helps me navigate these kinds of things Mm -hmm. is understanding I can't do every good deed possible, but God has given me some responsibilities. And so what are they? Prioritize them. So like my relationship with God, number one, my relationship with my wife, number two, my relationship Mm -hmm. with my children, my, my household flowing out from that, my, my church and all those, of course, interrelated. Yep. Um, and, and that, that kind of rubric helps me redeem the time because I know that I have to use my time mainly for the clear responsibilities God has given me. That's great. Which is leading to another aspect of how we don't want to think about this. And that is dichotomizing spiritual versus non-spiritual. The Lord has called you to many things in life. The Lord wants your faithfulness in living for him, not just in your Bible reading and your church attendance, but also in, like you mentioned, cooking a meal yeah, or the time you spend with your wife or your kids. Even if you're not talking about scriptural things specifically or praying with them or something like that, it's like, has the Lord given this to you as a responsibility? It should be used, like Romans 12 would tell us, in worship to him. Yeah. Yeah. So we get into all kinds of problems when we start separating in our minds. This is the spiritual stuff that really honors the Lord. And over here is the non-spiritual stuff I got to do just to survive. So my my job's not spiritual because I'm not a pastor. I make widgets for a living. There they are again, those widgets. You love the widgets. Today is a widgety kind of day. Uh-huh. And so that's not spiritual. Um, Playing basketball at the park, not spiritual. Mowing the lawn. Not spiritual. Hiking with your kids, not spiritual. Reading your Bible, spiritual. Spending a long time in prayer, spiritual. Memorizing scripture, spiritual. Going to church, spiritual. And if you think that, then you're automatic, or or going to school, not spiritual. If you think that, then you'll start to think, man, I'm really not redeeming any of the time because I can't do as many of the spiritual things. Mm -hmm. I can only go to school and I'm learning, you know, mechanical engineering and that's not spiritual. So, but 
there really is no dichotomy like that in God's universe. All Amen. of life is for Christ. All of it is under God. All of it can be used for his glory. So we offer our bodies to him as living sacrifices, and that is our spiritual act of worship. So when a wife is cooking a meal to feed her hungry children, when a mechanic is changing the oil to help you know, the car run again, whatever like practical, tangible things, if you're doing these things, that is a good use of time. Yeah. And you ought not feel guilty or bad about it. Those things can be very redeemed. This is where our motives or goals in doing things are important. Attitudes. If I'm mowing the lawn and I'm just angry about it and I'm begrudging. You're not redeeming I, the time. I've made this. Yeah. And, and, I, and it might have needed to be done, right? Yeah. I, I'm not using my time well because of the way in which I'm doing it. But I could with great joy and in love for my family and stewarding what the Lord has given me, decide to mow the lawn, even if I don't love it with joy and in service to the Lord. And so how you do things really can help set you up well Yeah. for maybe you could say in some sense, everything to be a spiritual act of worship Yeah. rather than dividing. And it's like, no, all of life is in some sense, we could say spiritual, mm -hmm. right? Oh, because yeah. I'm doing this for the Lord. He's my master. That's what my work is for. And if we, th if you think of God as the giver of every good gift, and that nature is a gift, the sunrise is a gift, mm -hmm. um, the hills are a gift, flowers are a gift, um, to play basketball outside, to throw the ball around, to go watch the Super Bowl, it's a gift. None of these are deserved, given to us by our, our Heavenly Father, who loves to shower us in good gifts. So how do you redeem the time at the Super Bowl or redeem the time at the dinner table, redeem the hike? It's um, it's not that you can't do those things like those are unspiritual. It's, it's not like you can't even enjoy them. No, it, like enjoy them as the gift from God. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, enjoy them. And, and that is redeeming it, using it as an opportunity to give praise to God. Literally, the reason we exist is to bring God the praise and glory he deserves. When we do that, we are doing the very thing we were made to do. So if you do that while you're watching the Super Bowl or while you're hiking or, or shooting hoops, and you're re responding to the good gift with praise that honors him. Mm -hmm. and, and so it is, is it redeeming the time. Now you obviously wouldn't want to say, I'm going to spend my life just hiking all the time and, and not do any. That's why these other responsibilities that God has very clearly called us to, we have to take those into consideration, mm -hmm. which I think brings us to our next yeah. point. Go ahead. We do have to understand the division of labor and leisure as, as two principles given to us in scripture of how we ought to use our time. Yeah. Labor, God created the world in six days. Labor worked. One day he rested, leisure. And the Christian life has both. And we are expected to use our time in, in one of two ways. Labor, we work, we were created to work, work exists pre-fall, or leisure, rest from the work and rest in the Lord. And the leisure is for the purpose of getting back to the labor. Mm -hmm. 
So leisure can and should be enjoyed with some regularity. Obviously, there's a weekly rhythm to, to leisure. That's the rest. There also has to be a daily um, pattern of leisure. If you don't rest at night and you try to go sleepless, you know, one night is going to ruin your work. So God created us with, we have to turn off. We have to go unconscious <laughs> for at least, you know, X amount of hours every night. We're not beings that can just go on without resting. Mm-hmm. So we have daily patterns of rest. We have weekly patterns of rest. We have, even in Israel, you had annual types of things, yearly feasts, yep. feast weeks that were, you shall not do any work on these days kind of thing. So anyway, I just, God has arranged the world and has demonstrated the need of both regular commitment to hard work and regular, uh, the regular gift of, of leisure and recreation and rest from work. Mm-hmm. If we don't get that, we won't know how to redeem the time. So, so sometimes redeeming the time is you know, taking, taking a night and watching a movie. Sometimes that is a good way to use your time mm-hmm. to rest or, or to read a, a book or to do something completely out of the norm just to rest. And so much of that in all of these categories is learning how to wisely balance, like you've described, priorities. God-given hierarchy of priorities that you are responsible for. Um, So if you're watching movies all the time and it makes you late for work because you don't sleep, okay, something's out of balance. We're not redeeming the time. We're not stewarding this as we should. But if you're using that perhaps even as a way with your family to enjoy some rest or just camaraderie and enjoyment together, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That can produce good and godly results in your life. But you need balance, right? But Especially between that labor and leisure as you think about it. It's yep. not meant to be all one or the other. Nope. Yeah, so if you're trying to leisure all the time for the glory of God, you're you're missing the point that it was actually six days that was that work was described <laughs> and only one day of rest. Is that prescriptive? So like one one out of every eight hour, six hour, seven hours, I should No, not no. for hours. <laughs> I kid. Um those are helpful understandings. Those okay, let's not think about it in these some of these dichotomies, spiritual versus non spiritual, labor versus leisure. I need to approach it with grace, both for myself and for others, because I don't want to mandate what I do for others in this matter of, we could say, wisdom and conscience decisions. Mm -hmm. Now, if you gave some of these yesterday from your sermon, what are some practical applications you could give listeners today so that they can think about or be encouraged to redeem the time, make the most of the time. So I'm just adding this now. I I think I would want to say first, just abide in the gospel Mm -hmm. and really rest there. And remember that Christ has already died for you, rose for you, intercedes for you. You have his righteousness. You're his child. Your sins are defeated. They, They don't define you. You are objectively and eternally righteous and nothing you do will change that because of Christ. 
You aren't earning his favor through this. None of this. Now, out of that, because you love him, you, you want to do well. Well, one thing you might do is start by really thinking about that command. And I encouraged the church yesterday to think about memorizing that passage. Mm-hmm. Look, Ephesians 5, 5 15 to 16. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. You did it. Nice. Um, and uh, obviously don't just memorize it to have memorized it, but to think about it, to have that principle on the front of your mind mm-hmm. throughout the, the week. So um, that's one thing. Yep. You also mentioned Jonathan Edwards yesterday. Yeah. Give us more. Jonathan Edwards as a young man, teenager. Do you think any teenagers listen to this podcast? Maybe a few. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll start recruiting. Yeah. Um, If a teenager wants to really be inspired, he could read Jonathan Edwards' 70 resolutions. Any teenager listening to this right now, if you read Jonathan Edwards' 70 resolutions, and and tell us, tell me or Michael, we'll take you to lunch. Done deal. Okay. 70 resolutions. That's not even a book. You read that in a 15-minute sitting. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. It's like 70 sentences. That's not very much. Yeah. 70 sentences. <laughs> read that in a few minutes. Um, so if you read that, I would say, if you haven't read that, read it. Even if you're not a teenager. But Jonathan Edwards wrote these down when he was a teenager. And they're so cool. They're just neat to read. The heart of this this guy who wanted to use every moment he was mm-hmm. given for the Lord. So he has some of those on time. Uh, we're going to post them to the blog this week. We are. Our church blog and, and link to them in the email so you can go read them. Um, is there uh, anything, after reading those, is there anything you'd encourage people to do? Yeah, I would. I would say for you to think about your, like taking the word of God that you've just heard, Redeeming the time, making the best use of the time. Learning, kind of observing uh, Jonathan Edwards, famous and uh, godly example from church history. But then to think about your own life, could you make a resolution? Could you either borrow one from him, say, okay, that's now going to be mine. Or could you put it in your own words and say, resolved to use every, you know, every day. Every morning, every evening, for God's glory, uh, or even be more specific than that, to redeem it in such a way so as to continue learning in my knowledge of the Bible. You know, Pipe, or, uh, Edwards has several others like that. His, his yeah. constant desire to be learning God's word. Um, could you make a resolution related to your use of time? Um, and then re- try to review it with some regularity. Just, yeah, I want to be. Doing this all out of grace because of the, the love of God, because you love him and you want to serve him. But uh, making some resolutions. That's a good one. Now, when people think through this, is this something you're encouraging them to do in isolation on their own? Uh, come on. Really, Michael? This is, this is a good <laughs> prodding question. People might be wondering, oh, I'm just going to go do this. You know? <laughs> or are you encouraging something more? You'll probably read it in isolation. Um, you'll probably think through it by yourself, what you want to do, but you don't have to, and it doesn't have to stay in isolation. Mm -hmm. And at some point it's really good to talk through this kind of stuff with other people. Yeah. 
and to say, hey, I really am thinking about using my time wisely better than I ever have before. Here's what I'm thinking of doing. What are you doing? Can you hold me accountable? Can you pray for me? And uh, those kinds of little conversations are part of the incremental revival we hope the Lord is bringing about here. Very nice tie in there. Yes. If you really want to be challenged on this and you're married, maybe ask your spouse how they think you waste time. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, your spouse knows you well. And if you're ready to be humbled and learn a lot about yourself, be very good. It could be a, a helpful, helpful way to go about that. Or if you're one of those teenagers who might be listening, talk to your parents. Ask your parents. Man, teenagers. They're not trying to land past so you. They want to help you. They really do. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening today about redeeming time. We hope that you're able to put some of this into practice. Yep. See you next time.